Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, January 30th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Savannah Mitchell. And I'm Isabel Danzis. And here's What's What near you. City Council plans to override Mayor Adams' veto of the How Many Stops Act this afternoon. The bill would require police officers to document any civilian investigative stops. Adams immediately vetoed it. He says that it would burden officers with paperwork. The city council was not happy with the veto. So on Friday, Adams hosted NYPD ride-alongs for city council members to raise support for his veto. But the ride-alongs got overshadowed by city council member Yusuf Salam getting pulled over the same night. Salam is a member of the exonerated Central Park Five. The NYPD says Salam was pulled over for having windows tinted past the legal limit. Police are already required to document who they pull over, but Salam says that this stop still shows the need to record police stops. Salam says that transparency is needed to stop racial profiling in investigative stops. Beginning mid-February, emergency exit gates at three subway stations will take 15 seconds to open. The MTA says that they hope the delayed gates will deter riders who try to avoid paying the fare. MTA President of Construction Jamie Torres Springer said the stations are still safe even with the new measures in place. There are some concerns regarding how this will affect riders with disabilities or those with large items like suitcases and strollers. Officials have not stated if they will expand the 15-second wait to other stations. The first Friday in February is for the teenagers at the Brooklyn Museum. Teen Night is a new program created by teens for teens. The events happen once a month and are full of art, activism, and fun. The first event is inspired by Spike Lee Creative Sources and will feature art and performances. The Brooklyn Museum is hosting other events all throughout February, including an artisan's market and a poetry slam. Outside of the Mayor's State of the City address, activists protest his proposed budget. WFUV's Lady Nguyen has the story. Care, not criminalization, was the message from protesters outside of the mayor's State of the City address. They say that the mayor's new budget plan protects the NYPD and Department of Correction from major cuts and takes funding away from CUNY schools. They also demanded that Rikers Island be shut down due to the poor living conditions and deaths at the prison. John Proctor is the communications manager for Freedom Agenda. He says that more police funding is not a solution for the city. The solution is actually community funding the services that prevent crime rather than arresting people and throwing them on Rikers. Mayor Adams did not end up addressing Rikers Island or the protesters' concerns in his address. I'm Lainey Nguyen, WFUV News. And now it's time for music. Every Tuesday, the What's What podcast brings you an update on the latest music news. And today, we're joined by WFUV's Jaya Joyce. Hey, Jaya. Hey guys, this week Justin Timberlake made a comeback and has taken over all the recent headlines. His new song Selfish is a big hit with fans. It ranked as Billboard's favorite new music of the week. The single is a teaser to his upcoming album Everything I Thought It Was that's coming out on March 15th. And luckily for his fans in New York, Timberlake has been doing a lot of the promo for his new music right here in the Big Apple. He made two appearances at 30 Rock last week guest starring on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and Saturday Night Live. On SNL, he even debuted a brand new song titled Sanctified. But that's not all. 
Tomorrow night, Timberlake will be doing a free one-night-only show at New York's Irving Plaza. And later this year, he'll also be going on a world tour. The Forget Tomorrow World Tour will hit Madison Square Garden on June 25th, and you can grab tickets starting this Friday at 10 a.m. And speaking of new music, Nicki Minaj just released a new song on Monday night. But I heard there's some drama surrounding it. What's going on? So the new single is called Bigfoot, which is actually a diss track targeted at Megan Thee Stallion. The two rappers have been in a feud, which escalated when Megan Thee Stallion released her new song, Hiss, last Friday. The song throws a jab at Nicki's husband, Kenneth Petty, who's a registered sex offender, with a reference to Megan's law. That's a federal statute requiring information about registered sex offenders to be made public. As a response, Nicki's new song makes a reference to Megan Thee Stallion getting shot in the foot by Tory Lanez a few years ago. Take a listen. We'll have to keep listening to see if any more drama unfolds. But now, let's move on to the Grammys. I heard there are a few more artists taking the stage this year. Who can we expect to see? Music's biggest night of the year is less than one week away, and there are still so many exciting announcements being made about the show. Joni Mitchell will now be performing live, which will be her first ever Grammy performance. She's also a nominee for Best Folk Album with her live concert album, Joni Mitchell at Newport. If she wins, it'll be her 10th Grammy Award. U2 has also been added to the performance lineup, but the group won't be there live. The band will perform from the Las Vegas Sphere, home of their months-long residency. The U2 segment will also feature a special awards presentation. SZA was also just announced as a performer. She'll join an already star-studded lineup, including Billy Joel, Olivia Rodrigo, and Travis Scott. The show will stream live this Sunday, February 4th at 8 o'clock Eastern. I can't wait for the Grammys, but I also can't wait for the Super Bowl, which will be taking place exactly one week later, now that Taylor Swift might be in attendance. Yup, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday and secured a spot in the big game. Swift's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, is the tight end for the Chiefs. Of course, Taylor was at the game cheering on the team, and she was even photographed giving Travis a kiss after the victory. Their relationship has taken over the media, with Swift even changing the lyrics to songs on tour to reference her new boyfriend. But one big question remains, whether or not Taylor will make it home in time to watch Kelsey play in the Super Bowl. She has an Eras Tour show in Tokyo on February 10th, the night before the big game. I know I'll be watching to see if she makes it back in time. My bets are on yes. I will definitely be tuning in. Jaya Joyce is a reporter at WFUV News who covers all things music. Jaya, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow, around 3 o'clock, for the latest news, exclusive interviews, and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Savannah Mitchell. And I'm Isabel Danzis. And that's What's What. <laughs>